Hello, and welcome back to the Sister Exchange. This is Becca and, and Mary, and we have our mom. Hello, on today, former Pastor Tina Kayton. What do you want us to call you, Mom? Mom. <laughs> so Doctor, welcome, Doctor Mom. Doctor Mom. We are talking. About, <laughs> we're talking about generations today. So we are really excited um, to have you on. We have a lot of. Really powerful things to share with you. Um, I wanted to open up with a verse in Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter one, verse five. I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, the surrendering surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ, with confident trust in his power, wisdom, and goodness, a faith which first lived in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am confident that it is in you as well. And so we are excited because we have a faith that was passed down to us from our parents, a legacy, a powerful legacy that God has um, entrusted to pass on to us through, through this generation. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it's the reason why we want to talk about it is because there's so many out there, whether they're the first generation Christians mm-hmm. in their family or the second generation Christians, there's, <clears throat> there's an anointing that, that we can be aware of that passes on through the generations and it doesn't matter what stage you are in. Um, you have to interact with that either as the grandmother, either as the mother or the, the grandchild, I guess would be Mm -hmm. Timothy in that you recognize your role and you work with the Holy spirit to continue it. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So mom, how did you come to know the Lord? Well, I was definitely a first generation Christian. Um, my mom taught me, to love God. She was Roman Catholic all the way, and so was I. And so at 21 years old, I heard that you had to be born again. And it was the first time I ever heard that, so I was in shock, actually. Mm. Good thing you got the tissues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, as a result, I got saved because my husband and I got saved on the same day. And because of that... We were so on fire for God. The Lord put in us uh, love for his word. That's probably the reason why we made it through the generations. And we were able to pass down truth to our children because we loved the word. Mm-hmm. So that's basically where it started. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, that's good. Do you want to read that verse, Mary, from Psalms? In Psalms? Yeah. yeah. This scripture verse um, is in the voice translation, and it's so powerful there. In Psalms 145.4, it says, One generation after another will celebrate your great works. They will pass on the story of your powerful acts to their children. And that's what mom and dad did for us. Mm -hmm. I think that um, probably one of our biggest memories, all of us have talked about it, I think, when we have preached or, you know, shared in messages, but like just watching mom every morning reading her Bible and being so consistent in that and like praying and spending time alone with Jesus. Like we watched it every single, I think, day of our life, it feels like, right? Yeah. And so that that consistent um, hunger and she was always like just hungry for God. I mean, dad too, but you know, they're just on different schedules. And so when we would wake up, mom would be there you know, with our tissues and robe and coffee and Bible, like that's, that's just what it was. And so that's something that was definitely powerful, 
powerful that was passed on to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think faithfulness and discipline Mm -hmm. in their personal walk. It wasn't so much about ministry. It was the personal relationship with Jesus in faithfulness and discipline. And dad probably modeled it a little bit on the discipline end more than, I wouldn't even say faithfulness because it's almost the same thing. You know what I mean? He yeah. just he you just have to be displayed it to have yeah, differently too. because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he would be disciplined in his prayer. F- and he's probably the most disciplined person we all know. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just that model for us in your personal walk with Jesus is what, even when we strayed, like what brought us back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it kept us, kept us there and, and taught us like we... We knew, like, I love that what you said about how um, it wasn't just ministry, it was their life. And so that, that's something real. That's something, a truth that you can hold on to. It's not just, um, it's such a, a big word now is let's read a Bible story. And I, I'm always trying to like teach the kids like this is, this sounds like a story sounds like it's not always real. Right. So the truth, they showed us the truth. Um, so it was definitely something that you pass on to generations is a truth. It's not just a story. It's something that you can live by and you can put into your life and then put on, pass on to the other generations and tell about those stories. Now we get to tell and raise our kids and grandkids, mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. But mom, I think, I think what you did was very intentional with us. And a lot of people might not know like what happened after you came to Christ, like you guys made a big move. You decide to pick up, change your life completely, and move to Bible college because dad was called into the ministry. And so maybe you can talk about that, like the persecution re- you received, your decision, your intention, and all of that, even raising kids in that. Like we, you had three babies. And a good job, right? Like mm-hmm. you left a really mm-hmm. secure job. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, we didn't know what we were in for. We just knew that we loved Jesus. So when the Lord called us, this is silly. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, it's good. It's good when the stuff. Lord called us to ministry, um, we just followed his leading. We were excited about the journey he was taking us on. We had no idea what to expect mm-hmm. out of it. Um we immediately got to Florida where we went to Bible school. Um, all of us got out of the van and we jumped into a pile of red ants. <laughs> I remember that. I was traumatized. I do too. <laughs> and sometimes on our journey, I felt like we were in red ants for a long time mm-hmm. and they were continuing to bite. But it didn't matter because um, the Lord was always so faithful to us. And so, yes, we went to school graduated, um, came back to the same church that of the people we were involved with. Yeah. And how old were your girls? How old were we? You were one, two, and three. One, two, and three. When you left. Yeah. When we left. Yeah. So we, we actually were able to get through it in about two and a half years. And you lived Mm. on campus. Uh Yeah. College campus with three babies. And worked both of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. And (laughs) school full time. But that, that was the grace of God. So we were able to come back to our actual home life where we got married and lived here. I was born in Toledo, but um, in this Lorraine area, and our life changed. We were asked to be the senior pastors after the pastor left. And so this is the same church that we got the good news from. So we're unusual. We're Mm -hmm. able to stay in one place and Mm -hmm. 
the Lord has used us as generational Christians. Now you guys have taken over. We're retired and doing ministry a whole different way. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how it started. Yeah, we're getting ready to celebrate 50 years, right? Of what yeah. The beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's unfounded. And I think that's a grace over our church as well, because every Sunday morning, you know, there are people that attend this church mm-hmm. that have their names written on that charter that gave a lot to start this church 50 years ago. Right. So it's really a miracle mm-hmm. that we're sitting in right now to the generations. Yeah. It's, it's very much a blessing. Well, um, the reason I probably get choked up is because when you talk about that, I, I think of people mm-hmm. like um, Lirio Gilbert. Mm-hmm. We were at her house that night when we were able to um, receive the word, the message mm-hmm. that we had to be born again. And I think of her sitting in the congregation, in the church, all by herself, when we were g- going to begin our vacation Bible school. Mm. So anyway, <laughs> just watching her pray and her faithfulness and her consistency, mm-hmm. a mantle of love has always been over this church. Yeah. It's not anything we did ourselves. Mm-hmm. We inherited that, and we inherited it by the faithful people who know how to pray. Wow. Yeah, it's so anything. true. Yeah. Yeah, the faithful, consistent um, prayer and the love. Like, that's what you see here. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. God's been reminding me that love really is the greatest of all. Mm -hmm. Faith, hope, and love. Love's the greatest because inside his love is everything else we need. Yeah. It's everything. It is that consistency. It is the generations. It is the truth. It's everything. And so that has been a mantle on this church, and it's pretty amazing that we get to to wear it. But the responsibility to wear it has to be given through the generations too, you know. Yeah. Well, we have to stay in that love, then, don't we? Yeah. You know, for because sure. he said all the law of the prophets in the um, the Old Testament, everything has been hanging on this law of love mm-hmm. right from the very beginning. So if we don't have the love, then we don't have anything really to spread mm-hmm. to the people. And so, you know, everything he said that love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your might, mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. So he said, that's the law. Mm-hmm. That's what I left you with. That's the what I told you to go make disciples of every person in the world. He said, do it with this law in mind, so loving other people. Mm -hmm. And people recognize genuine love. They need it. He created us with the need to be loved. Mm -hmm. And they know no matter what you say, they only hear whether you love them or don't love them. You respect them and honor them, or you don't respect them. That's all they hear. They don't hear our scriptures. They don't Mm -hmm. hear us telling them what they should think or believe or feel. They hear your love. Mm -hmm. And then they have time to let the Holy Spirit deal with that. We don't have to seal the deal. The Holy Spirit will do it Mm -hmm. if we show them the genuine love of Christ. I remember when I was teaching at our school, the the senior high kids, the, the, the Bible, and my philosophy was to love them into the kingdom, love them so much that when they become young adults and they're Mm -hmm. raising their children, they'll have something to hold on to more 
that they'll say, I knew somebody who loved Jesus that mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And God will remind them. Mm-hmm. And so that I actually, I kind of got in trouble with the um, counselor at the school at that time because he said, you just gave everybody an A. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, because they did what I asked them to do. I wanted them to learn what love was. And we went out and did loving things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went and did a, ho- a house for a lady or a poor person. or And they did those things. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pass them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they all did it. They all did it, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the, the best that job you can do. It's an A. You're loving mm-hmm. other people. That's so powerful. And like that verse says, it will one generation will praise works to another. And so wanting that love that they get, they'll able, they'll be able to pass down that at some point, maybe. And I know we had a, um, there was a, a couple that I met a couple weeks ago and, and they expressed how she was here years and years ago during camp meetings. And so that would have been when I was doing, well, I've been doing kids church for a really long time, but I thought, man, I probably had you in kids church with me. And so I thought, you know what, being, this is like just a, another example of how powerful it doesn't matter what age they are. Like you said, when they were in school, pouring that into them. And then one day they're going to have something to hold on to. Well, she's, she's fighting for her life now. Mm. And, and she knows, you know, I don't know if she got it now or then, but I know then when she was here, she got the love of Jesus poured into her when she came in this building and when she was in kids church. And so she's back and she has something to hold on to while she's fighting for her life. You know, and so that's that's powerful. Now she'll be able to, you know, pass that on. So one generation does praise his works to another. Yeah, I I kind of want to speak to just obviously knowing our past and how that love was challenged a couple times mm-hmm. <laughs> in our history, especially with me and you, Becca, mm-hmm. um, and how our greatest strength will be challenged because the enemy wants to kill it. He wants to stop it. He wants to stop us in our track. But then God also wants to use anything, any of our mistakes and any challenge that the enemy might bring our way Mm -hmm. to even exaggerate and prove, you know, that he is, he's the king. He's the father of the generations. It's not the enemy. So like, I'll I'll just speak to my example Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that with our church being built on love and with our church being, um, having that mantle of love, it was challenged through my mistake of having Dominic out of wedlock, you know, and when I got pregnant and I hit it and I didn't tell anyone and a lot of people know the story, um, but how deep that love was challenged because not only was I the pastor's daughter that got pregnant, but he was half black. And so, I mean, I know it's not like a really popular subject to talk about Mm -hmm. because it challenges and deep rooted emotions and feelings and some people that might even be listening here, Mm -hmm. but man, our love was challenged and love won. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a miracle. Yeah. I feel like our church even grew. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Even more love. Yeah. Yeah. In that area, it was like. God used it for sure and said, you know what? Now I'm going to love, but I'm also, I already have love on you. Now I'm going to bring like just multicultural, just let's just make this love explode even bigger. But I think in that moment, it didn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like God was going to do something great because in that moment, there was a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. There was shame. There was frustration for some people, you know, that the pastor's daughter should have, how, how could that have happened, you know? But there was a remnant 
that even though somebody, some people might have left, there mm-hmm. was a remnant that, man, they threw me the biggest baby shower. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Yeah. Like the gifts and the love and the sincere care for me and my child. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I mean, just the legacy that was given to Dominic because of the love. And, and then God was like, no, nope, I'm going to let them grow a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a baby. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was another chance to, we need some more love. Right. And, and some people did leave. We had some harsh, you know, some harsh words and just, but God brought so much more love that that just was drowned out and yeah. drowned away. And, um, just, you know, reminded reminded me I think the most was I'm the one that died for you mm-hmm. none of those people did yeah. I love you and so that's all that matters is is that I love you and and you're you know living for me like mm-hmm. you live for me and so that was yeah it grew us even more it grew us but that was the ministry side mm-hmm. the personal side was you know I disappointed my parents yeah that's the worst part yeah the hardest part that was the hard part <laughs> but the love from them mm-hmm you know, even though they were hurting, even though they were in pain. Mm -hmm. I remember mom, when you gave me a robe to go to the hospital in, and it meant so much to me because I never thought of being comforted at the hospital. I never thought of, of having anything, you know, when I was going to have my baby, I was just had shame, but she bought me this bag and this robe. And I cherished that because I felt your sincere love, even after I hurt you and even after I made a mistake. And that was part of the reason I came back to Jesus, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that um, as a listener today, our family and our church family are far from perfect. That's right. for sure. You're, you're hearing about all that. But and the there's old- so much more. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure that there's people that might even say, well, I was kind of disappointed by some people, and we're all going to be disappointed. But God has been so good to us and so loving and kind to us that um, he He had the big picture in mind, mm-hmm. and he still does have the big picture in mind because we're reminded that we grow from glory to glory, and we're learning new things all the time. He's revealing his glory, things that we had no idea in the past, people who left because of um, judgment, but they didn't mean it to be judgment. They meant it to be standing for truth, right. you know, and, and that's what we were taught back then. And, but today, God is saying that I am opening up everything for love. And, and I just remember one thing that after um, Dominic was, I don't know if he was born or just, you know, I knew he was in the womb. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I remember pulling into the church parking lot and sitting in the car. And it could have been a verbal voice, but I think it was an internal voice that was so loud that he said, this has nothing to do with you. Mm. <laughs> he said, this is for the kingdom of God. Mm. I have a plan for this, and I am going to bridge the gap be- between the, the um, African-American and the um, white people. I am going to do this. And so sometimes we think that our hurts, our pains, our joys, our, our neglect, or our um, what we want, it has really not a lot to do with us, except that he does love us that much mm-hmm. to take yeah. care of those things. But he has a plan and a mission for this world. 
Mm-hmm. And we are just waiting for him to fulfill that. And and God was so faithful to say that, you know, I've got this. And now when I look at Dominic and Jeremiah mm-hmm. and Dion and all of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I can we stand in awe how rich we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are probably the top 10, if not the top three, or if not number one, wealthiest Mm -hmm. people in the world, because our family is serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we know that they're not perfect, but we know that they love Jesus, and they're going to be in heaven with us. And that was the whole purpose, right, Mm -hmm. of following Jesus. Because, you know, Mary and I were talking about this this morning on the way here, Mm -hmm. that we are aliens on this planet. We don't belong here. So when we treasure this world w- more than we do the eternal one mm-hmm. or eternity, we've missed the mark. Yeah. We're going to be in heaven, and it's for all eternity. So everything we do today should be for the purpose mm-hmm. of planting seeds of God's love in every single face we look at. Now that we're retired, my husband and I, after pastoring for 40 years, you know, we have more time to pray together, to have family altar together day and night and integrate that during the middle of the day. And we have the philosophy, every face that we come in contact with, we are coming in contact with the face of God. Mm-hmm. So you better watch how you treat them, mm-hmm. how you watch how you love them and sow seeds of love. And that's how you will win them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it's yeah. not to always the easiest person but that's how God treated us. Yeah. <laughs> and we have never been the easiest person for him to have to deal with. And so when we sow that, we're going to reap the harvest, even if we never see it. Mm-hmm. We, we walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, I like the fact that um, you talk about like loving people in front of you, really, the ones that come in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you really can't fake that. It's too exhausting <laughs> to mm-hmm. fake it. And the reason why you guys are able to do it, it really is because of that morning, midday, mm-hmm. evening abiding. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's possible. Well, I've tried, you know? I've tried not abiding. <laughs> right. Or I don't, I don't have to try. That's our natural inclination mm-hmm. is to go backwards. Yeah. But if you want to go forward and go forward more powerfully, you have to be so determined that the word will never get away from me. I will mm-hmm. not let that happen. Right. And so to constantly abide is something that, as a real believer, the Bible's very clear that if you don't walk by the Spirit, you're not really mm-hmm. true sons of God. Right. And so many of us are so disillusioned and so miserable because we're walking not after the spirit, but after the flesh, which will eventually lead to death, it says mm-hmm. in Romans chapter 7 mm-hmm. and chapter 8. But if we walk by the spirit and stay in the rhythm of the spirit and follow the dictates of the heart of the spirit, then we will feel the joy and the peace and the long-lasting um, fruit mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. John chapter 15 talks about. We'll be able to abide in him because all we are is a dead branch if we don't abide in him. Oh, we yeah. will bear no fruit at all that's right. lasting. Right. Yeah. And that's why, Becca, you first mentioned mom sitting on the couch. Oh, yeah. With her tissues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. the scripture in the pocket. And that's, mm-hmm. that is the grounding. Yeah. It's abiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joshua 1 talks about like, Meditate on the word day and night. Recite it. It actually means recite it. 
So you're murmuring, you're talking about it, you're, you're praying about it, or you're, you know, you're just, you're constantly, it's on your mind and it's in your, your thoughts. So every time you want to say, I want to, you know, get angry or say something bad about this person or, you know, lash out at this person. Instead, you're saying, God, you love them. That person in front of me, you love them. Or, you know, Holy Spirit showing you how to talk to them or how to deal with them in his way, in his words, not your own. But that's the only way mm-hmm. is by doing it like that. Yeah. Why don't you share that scripture verse in Deuteronomy? Yes. Because it kind of goes along with what you were saying. One of my favorite verses, um, Deuteronomy 6, um, starting in verse 6. These words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truths, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road, and when you lie down and when you get up. In verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, your forearm, and they shall be used as bands, frontals, frontlets on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. It's pretty powerful. It's like very <laughs> inclusive, like all inclusive. Like I like think we got everything. And yeah. you, you could even break it down even more um, that teaching them diligently, impressing them on their mind, penetrating their hearts with his truths. <laughs> like how are we? That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I think as much, so much is trying to penetrate our hearts and the hearts of our children with outside truths, that we have got to know the truth, capital T, Mm -hmm. God's word, so much more, so like that we're penetrating all of that that's coming against them with God's truth. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way to pass it on. Yeah, it's the only way. And I think moms today have a much harder time Mm -hmm. than even mom you did with us because we had the influence of school. But we didn't have social media. It's we didn't have TikTok. With them. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have any of that. Now at school, they're on purpose teaching them transgender-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they're teaching them this homosexuality that said, you need to accept this. And so now it's almost an attack. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there was an attack before, but it's in your face. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So we have to really, really take that verse seriously. Yeah, like every second that you have you're constantly and mom was so good at this that doing this with us I mean it was all the time and I even I think when we were younger sometimes we probably were like eye roll like I know mom we already know this you know but now it's like oh my gosh just being immature but man just having what we have now that every second and then I I get to I mean she still does it and I love it sometimes she will not as much as we're adults but especially with our kids like I love it I'm like yes get them get them get them give them more (laughs) give them more and grandkids you know every opportunity she's always used to to teach us like you know when we see the sunsets heaven and earth declaring God's glory like every little detail of life and now like we pass that on in um, Masi and, and Riley a couple weeks ago we were at your house and they were watching the sunset and Riley's going, it's declaring God's glory. It's declaring God's glory, God's glory. And she's jumping up and down and, and they're like celebrating the sunset. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus, you're so yeah. good. Yeah. You so know, good. People might be thinking, well, this is a fairy tale, tale world you guys live in. But the truth of the matter is, nope, we're not better than anybody. And 
we just have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. In Deuteronomy, it talks about choose this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. And, and it says, choose life. Right. <laughs> choose life. Mm-hmm. I, ge- I lay it before you. Choose life. And yes, there's a battle. And this generation, oh, I thank God I'm not raising children in this generation, but I still feel like I am mm-hmm. because my grandchildren mm-hmm. and my great-grandchildren that I have seven of them. Yeah. Right. And as a result, we can do this, but there's going to have to be a... Um, Capernian shift to be able to do this, Mm -hmm. a sacrifice. It's going to have to change our world, take it upside down and do the right thing now to get the word of God in our children. My, one of my granddaughters called me just a new teenager yesterday and said, will you take me to the store? I have to buy iTunes. And I said, okay. So I was there in about three minutes, (laughs) took her to the store. She bought them. And I said, well, how are you doing in school so far? And you know, are you letting them impress you and, or are you impressing them to go to heaven? Are they changing you or are you changing them? Mm-hmm. I said, because you know it's about heaven or hell, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, I do. I know it's about that. And I said, and about this iTunes thing that we're going to get, you know, I'm, a, I'm an accomplice <laughs> if you are buying things that aren't pleasing to the Lord. She kind of giggled. And said, uh. and so it's a constant check. Yeah. Constant. It's a constant mm-hmm. check. It because if you're if you're caring about this world, you don't care that much. Mm-hmm. But if you care about heaven and you love Jesus, you got to do it in the sense of you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You can't do it without the Word of God. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to do it with church or churchianity, I should mm-hmm. say. It won't work. All it does Mm -hmm. really is push your children away because they know a counterfeit Mm -hmm. and an authentic person. Not that you have to be perfect, but trying. I was never Mm -hmm. perfect raising you guys. Pretty close. Not hardly. (laughs) Not hardly. (laughs) Pretty close. close. (laughs) I was reading in in the story of Gideon, and I I say story too, and I I cringe a little bit because it's a historical. Well, there's stories that are. Fiction and nonfiction, so this right. is nonfiction. Yeah, it's a historical <laughs> account. I always say that when Gideon. I teach the kids. I'm like, what is fiction? What's nonfiction? Yeah. This is a true story. So we right, yeah, right, go right. through that every time. Right. <laughs> but before Gideon could even obey God, like he had to obey him first and take down the altar to Baal and take down the Asherah pole. He had to. And so we have to, in our lives, before we want generational blessing, we have to take a hard look. We have to take a hard look at our lives and say, what is the altar of Baal in our family? What is the, the Asherah pole in our family? And some of us might not want to admit that it's the stinking phone that we all carry mm. around. You know what I mean? Or if it, it's the social media or it's the stuff we watch on TV. But let's face it. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Most of it is garbage. But you know what? We <laughs> wouldn't even have a challenge with that, would we? If we were in love with Jesus, right. we wanted right. him to, to be so powerful in our life. We'd be like, Ooh, I don't even want mm-hmm. to think about that. I don't have time for that in my mind. Yeah. I want to stay pure before him because he's worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the person I was sharing with a lady the other day on Sunday, driving home with her. She's getting voices everywhere from different churches and a lot of legalistic churches. And I said, just look in the face of Jesus, mm-hmm. forget churches Look in the face of Jesus. Maybe you've been hurt by a church. Maybe you've been hurt by your parents like Mary was talking. She, you, Gideon had to tear down his own father's altar 
his way of doing whatever he did. And if you have to look at people all the time, the devil's got you so confused. Mm -hmm. Just look in the face of the Lord. He loves you so much. He loves your children. He's got a way for you, but he won't force. We have a free will. Mm -hmm. He won't force himself on you. He's a gentleman, and you've probably heard that before if you're listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast. But he is. And he will respond to a heart that's hungry for him. And if he says, lay it down, lay it down. You know, because he saved us, spirit, soul, and body. We think that, well, I'm a Christian. I I have the Holy Spirit. I've been born again. But is your soul saved? Is your mind saved? Mm -hmm. Are you thinking that it's okay to allow your mind to be involved in this world in the sense that you're so preoccupied with everything that the world offers, even if it's good? There's no more time left for Jesus. Mm -mm. And I was listening to a a teaching of, I think it probably was from 2005 because he made reference to that year with um, Dr. Miles Monroe. And he, it was just so mind blowing because we're in 2022 and he was talking about media, media, social media. And I'm like, oh man, you have no idea. And he said 2005, 2006. And then he went and in 2013, maybe even 2020. And I'm like, oh. Dr. Monroe, you have no idea what's going on. Like he didn't know we didn't have before he smartphones. Went to heaven. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did, we don't he didn't we didn't have smartphones then. And he talked about how the the media it's a word medium, and so it's constantly trying to the sorcery in your mind. It wants it wants you to hear um, an interpretation of what they want, and it's it's completely opposite of what what God is saying to us. If it's you know obviously not the word, so we have to be so careful. Now that we're on this this vein with the social media, it's like medium Mm -hmm. and in familiar spirits. And they're actually demonic spirits Mm -hmm. that are enticing us. And they'll do it in the most gentle, sort of gentle way. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say gentle, deceptive way Mm -hmm. that it's okay. We can handle it. I even said that to my grandson not too long ago, and I'm ashamed of myself. I can handle some cuss words in a show. Yeah, of course I can. I'm not going to cuss, but mm-hmm. why should I even consider handling it? And I've repented of that yeah. it, it, because there's a demonic spirit. And, and I know people think you're weird that be, that's behind, but they might not realize that when Jesus said that in, by the power of the Holy Spirit through the word that the God of this world has blinded the mm-hmm. eyes of the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. He is the God of this world. Right. And so, you look at most of the things that are happening all around us, people aren't saved. Mm-hmm. So the God of this world is their God. Right. They know no better. We know better than right. getting involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think it's interesting that social media, they have influencers, mm-hmm. right? They call them influencers. Mm-hmm. And and the Holy Spirit was talking to me um, a couple days ago, like, who who's influencing you? If you have so much influence mm-hmm. from social media, when do I get to influence you? Mm-hmm. When do you hear me? Because mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the comforter. Yeah, I'm the advocate. I'm the real influencer, and that's what Jesus paid for mm-hmm. for us to have Him mm-hmm. in our hearts and in our minds. But we can't hear Him if we're on our reels or our mm-hmm. stories or our social media. Literally eight hours a day. Yeah, it's literally. Look at your screen time. It's depressing. <laughs> I know mom and dad, you guys can't relate to this, but it's real. Yeah. It's real. Like adults are on their phone for eight hours like a day. like an addiction. Hopefully they're reading the Bible app. 
Right. And podcasts and <laughs> yes, all that other stuff. Yes, podcasts. But, yes, podcasts. <laughs> Listen, but if the adults are struggling with it that much, can you imagine mm-hmm. our kids? Yeah. Well, if we only knew the statistics about the church compared to the world, and in some areas we're worse than the world. Um, so, yeah, how radical do we really need to be in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, radical. And that's why that um, Deuteronomy 6, 7, impress them on their minds, penetrate these truths in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Like it, the Bible knew this, this long ago that this was going to happen. You know, he knew what we needed, penetrate it. Like he's, it's got to penetrate through, through this phone, through, you know, social media, through the, the truths that are coming against us and our children. Like yeah. we have to penetrate that. And the only thing that's going to penetrate that is the word of God. Which yeah. is which I love is love. Is yeah, God and is it's love. really not just touch, talking mm-hmm. about reading the Bible all the time, mm-hmm. but you know we've been going through some lear- learning, <laughs> some teaching that's talking about um, changing your mind to the point where your motives are in check. Mm-hmm. All your motives are in check. Are you looking at people as their uh, object, or are you looking at them as they're made in the very image of God? The mm-hmm. worst of them, maybe in the political realm, the people that are irate about certain people they are made in the image of god and Mm -hmm. can we really change our thinking the only way it's possible to change our thinking think about it when you go to bed and your subconscious takes over and you're dreaming and you're thinking you have no control well that's kind of like the mind is working all day long if Mm -hmm. if we don't retrain our thinking our thinking has to be so saturated with truth that the first thing that comes out is love for the unbeliever, mm-hmm. not the 10th thing that comes out, if it ever comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really deeper than we ever thought before. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7, it talks about um, shout to the mountain, mm-hmm. shout grace to the mountain. Grace is the ability to do what he says, the mm-hmm. opposition that's against us, that's the mountain. The opposition in this generation we have to shout grace to it. Give mm. me the ability, God, today. Give me the ability, mm. God, today to think like you think. Mm-hmm. And that it, scripture went on to say, dig deeper, mm. quarry that mountain, get to the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. That's work. Yeah. If you ever dug in a, <laughs> a quarry, that's work. And we that's think good. that being a Christian, mm-hmm. it's just an easy thing to do. It's not. It's work mm-hmm, to right. love people the way Christ loves them, that he would die for a sinner before he was even saved. Yeah, right. People don't understand that Christianity is powerful. Yeah. He loves us. His blood, the God of heaven, came down in the form of man, suffered on a cruel cross and waiting because he tenderly loves this generation after generation, watching mm-hmm. us, watching us make mistakes. But he sees somebody that hasn't met him yet. Mm-hmm. And that's why he hasn't returned. The blood that he shed all of our sins he wore on himself, and that's why he felt the shame. Mm-hmm. But that is such a powerful salvation. And people think Christianity's weak. Right. Christianity's not weak. It's able <laughs> to part the Red Sea, it's mm-hmm. able to heal the division between races or age groups or generations. Or he's the most powerful, he is the only God. The other are fake gods, mm-hmm. it's all counterfeit. Yeah. And we give into the counterfeit when we give into this world's way. Yeah, so true. I love that you well the part you said about it's work. Mm-hmm. It is work because when Mary was talking earlier about earlier 
about with our kids. Like it is going to be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to sacrifice. Right. And you'll get persecuted for it. Mm-hmm. Gideon, they wanted to kill him. <laughs> they wanted to kill Gideon, his extended family, because they took, he took down their idols mm-hmm. and he had to, he had to have some guts to say, no, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And how many moms are scared of their kids? Yeah. <laughs> or scared like, of their husbands. Or scared of their husbands. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? The Bible is very clear that I will bring separation and, and hate between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law, a father and a son. And on it's and hard on. stuff. Man, it's hard it's stuff. Real. But that's why mm-hmm. it has to be hard stuff. It's not Jesus loves me, this I know right. only. This is hard stuff because it's the difference between hell or heaven life mm. or death yeah. life or death yeah mm. how we all moms will fight for their kids you yeah. know all dads will will defend their daughters and their sons mm-hmm. we just have to know that this is what it takes mm-hmm. it's a really powerful christianity and it is a real cost to it yeah. you know american christianity says oh just pray this prayer and be modify your behavior a little bit you're good to go it's so much deeper than that i'd love the, when you said you have to dig into that mountain yeah you have to dig deep into the mountain until you find the cornerstone i like imagine myself <laughs> chopping away at a rock and i'm like okay i might give up in like two strikes cuz i'm so weak physically well, you, know, that- <laughs> you know but like physically i'm picturing that but i'm like spiritually you've got to you can't quit and, and not quitting on people either that, you know, quitting and shouting that grace to them and, and giving that grace to people, mm-hmm. not quitting on people. So many people are so quick to quit yeah. on relationships. Well, that, you and know, God doesn't quit on us. He does, he's never quit on us and mm-hmm. he never will quit on us. Even if we're weak right now and feeling like, can I really do this? Mm-hmm. You know, people are um, looking at us as Christian faith around the world. They've tried Christianity and they've gone to other religions because it wasn't powerful enough. But it's not the religion because it's not, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Our relationships might not have been powerful enough of the people that you saw. And so you gave up and went somewhere else. But if you would really ask yourself, is this working for you? Yeah. No, it's only the face of Jesus. And I'm reminded of a story that's so powerful. A long time ago in England, a guy was on death row and he was walking and the typical preacher was following behind and reading the scripture in Isaiah in chapter 66 and talks about you're, you're going to be turned back if you don't walk in the fear of God. And the scripture says you're going to be given over and the maggots will be eating you. And this man turned around and said, do you believe this? Do you believe this stuff that you're reading in the Bible? He said, if I believed that, I would have crawled all over England on my knees to tell one person not to go to that hell. What are we doing with the truth of God's word? Yeah. Yeah. His name, what's his name? What's his name really mean to us? Mm -hmm. What's what's our our relationship with Jesus really mean to us? Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so true. And our kids have to see that in us. Mm-hmm. That's the only way yeah. they're going to follow Jesus is if they see us in love with him. Yeah. In love with him enough to put down garbage, mm-hmm. you know, to in put, our own life. Yes. In yeah. our own lives. And just staying consistent and faithful mm-hmm. in that, because mm-hmm. just a, um, just an encouragement to people out there now, the moms and or friends, or loved ones, whatever, coworkers that you're trying to witness to and, and show Jesus to, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Keep digging away at it. Like Keep ch- um, ch- chipping away at that, that yeah. quarry because 
because God's doing a, a work even even when we don't see it. When they see that faithful, consistent truth, love of God's word, like it's going in there. It's going to um to to get it's gonna be implanted in there. Um there's a one of my other favorite verses and I, I'm gonna read this because it's kind of applicable, but but then I, I kind of have my own like at, I'm not adding to the Bible, so don't you know quote me wrong on that. But it, just something I, I like to say in my my own summary of this. But it's Judges two, um, verse ten. Also, the people of that generation were gathered to their fathers in death, and another generation rose up after them who did not recognize, understand the Lord, or even the work which he had done for Israel. And that verse can be really sad, but I take it as a challenge. And this is the part that I say, not on my watch. Yeah. Like that's, that's my challenge. I, when I read that, I'm like, not on my watch, yeah. not going to happen devil yeah. because somebody didn't pass that story down that, that verse that um, Mary read at the beginning, Psalm 145 for that generation shall praise, you know, the mm-hmm. works to another, but not on our watch. Right. Right. Like, right. The rest of that scripture that you talked about is mm-hmm. said, I have to teach them more because they mm-hmm. had, didn't know the word. Yeah. Their parents didn't teach them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a first-generation Christian and you're yeah. a child or you're a teenager or a young adult, you might have to dig in there and be taught war. And it's spiritual warfare mm-hmm. against the enemy, uh, the God of this world. And so that's the only way to do it, that there are true absolutes mm-hmm. that we have to follow because if we don't, we'll miss the mark. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, that that's definitely something that our kids are kind of lacking, that absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of options out there <laughs> in wearing the costume of truth, but, but the, the real truth is, is found in the word and it's modeled by our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So passing this down, um, to generations after generations, God is a God of generations. He, you look in the Bible, like he loves, um, generations. He loves families and he wants this to keep going and keep going and his word will, you know, it won't pass away. And it won't return void. We know that. And so just keep pouring that into to your own life first, into your children, into the people that are around you. It doesn't even have to be your your biological children. It's it's somebody that you are are mentoring and, and pouring, you know, your yourself into them and and loving them with, with the word and loving them with Holy Spirit and just mm-hmm. showing them that. It's awesome. It's awesome. This was good. Little emotional because we're all passionate about it. I know we could keep going for, Mm -hmm. I feel like a really long time. This is fun. (laughs) I can't cry. anymore. Do you have any, like, (laughs) do you have any, anybody have any closing thoughts that you want to close with? Maybe just start out, get your Bible, get a good translation. And I'm telling you the voice translation is Mm -hmm. the best. (laughs) It gives you commentary, get the old and the new Testament. You have to have tools. And so that's an awesome tool to just yeah. sit down and just begin reading. You know, mm-hmm. read in, uh, old and the, read some of the new, read some of the Psalms, read some of the Proverbs. All. Start out and grow yourself up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say slow down. Slow down spirituality. It's what, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what it requires right now. We can't be as busy as we've been. Yeah. And our kids need to unplug and, and sit with you on the couch and teach them the word and teach them how to pray and show them how much God loves them, you know? Yeah. And let the, um, what you said earlier, influencing who's influencing you. Right. Make like, sure it's Holy Spirit influencing you. Yeah. The other day when Mossy mm-hmm. was praying with you, mm-hmm. came up in between you and that person you were praying for yeah. and laid his hands 
because he sees you do it because yeah. he's with you when you do it. Yeah. And that's how they learn. Yeah. He laid his hands on, on her and just, and the whole time prayed, I don't know, five minutes, you know, for that. That's a long time for him. So, mm-hmm. so they can do it. Yep, model it. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We have um, had a great time with you today. So we'll talk to you and see you soon on the Sister Exchange. See you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you, Mom. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so (laughs) proud of you guys. Awesome. 